it's time to dial down the week and forget the stock markets and volatility of the cryptocurrencies that dominated this week. Welcome back to our Friday series, Meet the CEO. Michael Katagaya, co-founder of Mechanica.com, joins us for this episode and talks building businesses for the next generation and also what the right regulation on the continent can do for the startup space. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Michael Katagaya is a social entrepreneur with a strong lean to its technology. He is the co-founder of Mechanica.com, a tech initiative that's looking to transform the ways motorist access service providers, especially garages, as well as the way providers get clients. So, who is Michael Katagaya and what inspires you? My name is Michael, Michael Richard Katagaya. I'm a co-founder of Mechanica.com based here in Kampala, Uganda. I'm inspired by problems. So every time I see a problem, I think about a solution. And I have decided to, to take the tech side of life because I have a bit of experience in technology and, and also living in a country like Uganda where in every sector, you will find a problem. In every way of life, you'll find a problem. It's quite easy if you have an entrepreneurial mind to create a business. So. On one side, I have the entrepreneurial mind that I have, a bit of tech experience, and then the environment within which I live that has so many problems, um, yeah, to, to work in. Talk to us about Mechanica.com. When was it founded and what drove you to set it up? So in 2012, um, I had a very old car and to break down quite often, and so many people who have old cars know that it is always that inconvenient time when you have gone to a party and you must leave that the car will not start. It's that inconvenient time when you've gone with your family to a church and then at the end of the service, you go to eat and then it will not start. It spoiled batteries. It ran out of water. It was really your ordinary, um, your usual old car. And so when you have an old car like that, what it does is it brings you closer to mechanics. So you are going to, to deal with so many mechanics, you're going to try to find mechanics like all the time, you know? Um, so because that car used to break down often, I always needed a mechanic like any other person. So it would break down, you're on the road, it breaks down. And then I had what they call a usual mechanic, like many people. So when you have a usual mechanic, so he's so used to you that anytime you need him, he will not be available. One, he will be far because he's in one particular location. You will not find him on the extreme side of town. So you will have to wait for him to come and find you there when the car needs help. I mean, when you need help with the car. And so um, that made me start to think, how easily can I find a mechanic how um when i'm in this extreme side of town what i want is my car to be repaired not to call my usual mechanic and he tells me he's busy so the challenge was that mechanics didn't have websites didn't have facebook pages so it was quite very difficult to to get them you know and also trusting them being able to walk out of my car in a trading center and i go try searching for a mechanic one is time wasting but also who am I going to land on? I could land on a quark mechanic. So it inspired me to say, okay, 
on one side i'm a customer trying to find a mechanic on the other end is a mechanic trying to find a customer because while people are ordering food we're ordering clothes i mean people to wash for them clothes this particular service did not have this kind of of thing so that's how mechanica was born and in 2015 we registered as as a formal uh Mechanica.com looks set out to modernize the relationship between mechanics and car owners. Why is this so important now? We seek to um, revolutionize the car repair and maintenance industry. We seek to ensure that customers, motorists, have a good experience getting their cars repaired. They're not spending so much time. It's safe and secure for them to get their cars repaired as people are attached to their cars. But the big picture of our business is that being a social enterprise, uh, our focus is, is the fact that the business, small businesses like garages have the potential to help the country cope with the unemployment problem. So we are focused on that goal, you know? And so that's one of the big things that inspires us it's very very important that we focus on growing those small businesses as a country into entities that are managed more formally so they can make more money so they can be able to expand and employ more people so so that's that's really very critical right now and in the motor vehicle repair industry is really growing as as the country gets more more cars the need for 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 this service is actually growing so we want to match the growth in the population of vehicles with the growth in the number of people, but also the quality of the people that um, uh, are providing the service, as well as helping them to expand so that we are helping the country deal with the bigger problem of unemployment. You also talk about the role modernizing the sector plays in bringing down the unemployment numbers. Can you elaborate on this further? And just a bit of more context and why really this car repair and maintenance space is really critical is that uh, in 2012, the Uganda Revenue Authority reported that about more than 5,000 vehicles were imported. Um, and of course, the numbers have been around the, the range of 45, 40,000 newly registered vehicles um, almost every year still reported by the Uganda Revenue Authority. And so, and so you find that the number of vehicles is, is actually growing, you know, um, but there are just a handful of businesses in the space so you, you, you're in the range of about, you know, close to about 2,000 motor vehicle garages, you know, about 500 washing bays or something in the range there. The numbers could actually be slightly more. But then if you go looking, and again, about 5,000 or 10,000 or 15,000, in that range of, 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 of businesses, you know, the challenge is that if you're looking for formal entities, if you want to transform a country, then the idea is that you want to look out for those um, small businesses and then give them the capacity to grow. And so, and so right now we feel like it's one of those critical areas that, that, that has a big opportunity for the country. Every year we produce, you know, uh, we have many young people who, who the country continues to report a high unemployment rates. You know, entry in the sector is limited to things like, you know, people looking at it as, as a sector for une uneducated people. Also, many women and girls have been locked out of that space. People who are investing in technology have not really um, invested themselves in that space of car repair 
and maintenance. So we, we occupy a very critical space. And, and if our business breaks through, um, we think we are strongly convicted that we have uh, convinced that we have a very big um, potential um, to contribute to the reduction of the unemployment problem in this country by getting more people in this space, by making the garages stronger businesses that can, can, can employ more people, that can take credit, that can qualify for credit because they, 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 they keep their books, you know, they, they do bookkeeping. And so financial institutions can easily invest in them because there is something to show. How do you pivot customers and mechanics from old habits that have plagued this space? Obviously, again, because of the challenges that I've described in the sector, many of them are run typically informally. That also means that the way they treat their customers, um, they don't have great customer care. So it's a, it's a bit of a challenge trying to show them the other side. They're not used to utilizing technology. So if you give them a, a mobile app, they're going to struggle, even if it's bringing them business, they're going to struggle to try and use it. Things like timekeeping. So what we have done is to really incentivize them to do right. So, and also place checks and balances, ensuring that they are accountable for their actions, not taking away their liability. If they didn't show up on time to see a customer, there's a penalty for that. If, if, if a customer had a very big complaint against them, us, us mediating and ensuring that they pay the price for, for that problem. So taking responsibility, but also us taking our business from them. That's another thing that so we'll, we'll delist, we'll remove them from the list of providers. But also, um, also, also quite importantly, opening their eyes to see the benefit that our work has on their livelihoods, on their businesses. So showing them why it is important to understand pricing, um, pricing models, the concept of pricing, and how it is critical to their business, how it will keep, help them keep their customers. Because for them, they are motivated by the income, they're motivated by the change in their livelihoods. So we know it's a very hard task, you know? It's very, very difficult. It's a, it's a, it's a big job ahead of us trying, trying to, to, to formalize people that are largely informal, that have nothing to do with, uh, you know, your great customer care that we talk about in the formal space. But I mean, if it has a benefit to them, it has a benefit to us, it has a benefit to the country, then who will actually do it? As an entrepreneur, how do you cope with the details required to make everything work, dealing with burnout and sourcing finances in this era? Entrepreneurship in a country like Uganda is quite challenging. And not just Uganda, of course, the African continent, of course, there are struggles around doing business. In Uganda, we start so many businesses, but keeping one afloat for five years is a bit of a struggle. Even surviving the first birthday is, is very difficult. So we've seen it all as a, as a business as well. I have seen it um, as, as an entrepreneur. Um, one of the things that, that, that has really kept us going is that you, you focusing, you try to focus on, on the bigger picture, you know, on the bigger picture. With an, an employment, I mean, with an entrepreneurship, if you're looking at um, making it, you know, quick, you know, <laughs> um, then you're likely to, to, to give up, knowing that it's a long-term thing. We are building a business for the next generation. We are building a stronger business. So it, it really keeps, keeps you going, um, building relationships and friendships within the, the sector where we work, 
you know so and and obviously as as, as an individual trying to manage things like like you know um burnout trying to take the stress away from myself having a competent team that knows what to do that everything is not falling and stopping on my back so 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 that that really helps to free my hands to do um what i should be doing at the strategic level as as people can help to run to, to run to run the business what changes would you love to see in this industry one of the important things that we want to see um change in the you know startup ecosystem entrepreneurship space um in this country but as well as africa as a whole there are things to do with regulation um ensuring that our countries have um regulations that favor young businesses to be able to thrive you find that it is quite easy for example to get a tax holiday in this country if you are a foreign investor but for a local ugandan like me if i walked into your area and say uh, my business has this benefit to the economy um so i need a tax holiday obviously they they're not going to listen to me but if if somebody a foreigner came here they can easily get a, a tax holiday for example access to credit you know it's 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 quite difficult if i needed a billion shillings or um 300,000 dollars or a million dollars tomorrow or in the next three months or something like that because you have to do something big um that to do with expansion of the business it's it's quite difficult and 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 and, and even more difficult for for people that have been in this space for for a shorter time than than myself or a couple of other people so so it's 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 a very difficult environment to operate in if that could change that our 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 business i mean our 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 environment our our governments um valued put some value on on the work that we are doing in the innovation space as entrepreneurs i think it will change a lot of things to change really a lot of things not to say they are not trying but i think there is more that is needed invest in businesses invest in local businesses and make them uh thrive what does the future for mechanica.com look like before covid-19 came our one of our plans was to to expand and cover about 80% of of the major towns in Uganda we currently most in the central and then the nine nine cities across the country so of course our plans were pulled back but then we're back on course um expanding and covering most of Uganda we have got invitation to collaborate and work with potential partners in Tanzania in Kenya and Rwanda we are still studying those and to see what that expansion looks like of course finding resources to be able to do that and so we are happy to find people that are interesting in improving our technology um so that we can be able to to have a platform that is better than what we have currently so those kind of collaborations um obviously people that are interested in coming into this space to invest in the car repair and maintenance ecosystem to have conversations around how we can be able to to scale and, and, and to work together that was michael katagaya co-founder of mechanica.com and a quick look of the other stories making it into the podcast the annual inflation rate in namibia rose to 5.6% in april of 2022 
from 4.5% in the previous month. It's the highest inflation rate since November of 2018 and depend by prices of transport, hotels, cafes and restaurants, furnishings and household equipment, and food and non-alcoholic beverages. On a monthly basis, the inflation rate increased by 1.4% compared to 0.5% recorded a month earlier, led by prices of electricity and fuels. The world's most traded cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, tumbled below 26,000 US dollars for the first time since December of 2020 as investors continued to ditch riskier assets amid lingering concerns about economic growth and aggressive tightening monetary policy. Exacerbating the sell-off was the collapse of TerraUSD, which crashed virtually 100%, breaking its $1 peg. Other cryptocurrencies also saw their valuations fall sharply, with Cosmos, Avalanche, Solana and Polygon tumbling more than 40% this week. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That's thekfinancial.com. Don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong. With